Hey y'all, uh, happy 2019 if we haven't seen you yet. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics just because I'm a nerd and that is programming and how we are modifying, adapting, slightly changing what we do. And if you've been around for the last month, you've, you've seen some of this, so it's nothing dramatic, but it is with the intent that's going to help you become the version of you that you want to be. And this will kind of explain how we're doing that and why. First off, I guess let's talk about if there's a limitation or downside, I guess, to GPP, the type of training we do, general physical preparedness, which is what CrossFit has kind of put on the map. It's been around before CrossFit. They didn't invent this or anything like that, but CrossFit is kind of who has popularized that style of training. Um, If there's a downside with it, it's that it is broad and inclusive, so you're not going to get super great at any one thing. And that's okay. Like, that's the point. That's the whole idea behind what we want to do. We want you to be prepared for anything so you can go ride mountain bikes with your friends on the weekend and not be embarrassed and them have to wait for you. Or, you know, if you've never been skiing before, that you're going to have the strength and um, ability to handle skiing. You know, or it could be things like you're a grandparent and you want to be able to play with your kids on grandkids on the floor, roll around with them, you know, have a fun hour and not feel like you need to tap out and take a break. So GPP is awesome. We're big fans of it. But if there is a negative or if there is a downside, which, you know, I think it implies in the name that it's going to have this downside, it's not going to be great at a specific thing. And if your goal is more specific than broad, inclusive fitness, you're going to need to adapt GPP to make that work for you. Additionally, our classes are programmed and designed for a broad range of people. It's, I guess, a better way to say it is it's not designed for any one person. And so you're coming into a class and the workout's up on the board and it's not written for you. It's written for a generic random person in my mind that that I'm programming this for. And you might be very good at all that stuff and might not need a lot of work on that. And maybe your time would be best suited to be doing some other type of training. Or maybe you're really deficit in some of these areas. And even what's up on the board is too aggressive when we need to scale that back or find alternate routes of attempting to hit the same goal and intent of the design without doing exactly what's on the board. So this is the primary driver for us doing the personalized accessory design stuff. We think this is the most cost-efficient way to provide a broad, inclusive base of fitness, GPP, and allow you to have goals that you can kind of uh, tweak your programming towards or add on top of to help you get there. So if you have a goal of wanting to snatch 225 pounds and you snatch 185 pounds or 155 pounds right now, it's going to take a while. I'm not going to say you won't ever get there, but it's going to take a while to get there through our GPP style programming. We don't snatch all the time. We don't snatch a ton. It's a movement that needs a lot of repetition and practice to feel comfortable with. So if that's something you want to do, if you want to get there in a timely manner, like in the next year or something like that, then you're going to need specific work on that. And that is why we have come up with this personalized accessory design stuff to have a coach write you some accessory work to do on top of class. And then in addition to that, even to write some work that maybe 
because the coach is going to have access to what's happening that week. You know, maybe they change a couple of things in class. You're still participating in class. You're still doing the workout. But, you know, you might have a different exercise for one of the parts than another person would. Or maybe, you know, your strength for the day is a slightly different thing. And so you still get to come have fun with your friends, have class, all the social stuff that makes crap that makes class awesome, but you're going to be able to kind of more directly attack your goals. And so, yes, we understand that there's a, a cost to this and it's not included in your um, class membership fee, but we think that the, the extra money that we're charging for this is as reasonable as it can be to help to have a coach take their time to write this stuff for you, talk with you about it, evaluate it, tweak it, and get you where you want to go. Um, it's less than a personal training session a month, and it's giving you a month's worth of accessory work or tweaks to the general programming to help you get to your goals. So if that's something you're interested in, let us know. Um, Brett's doing it, and I'm doing it right now. And, uh, yeah, we could chat with you and see if it's a good fit. You know, we've told some people I don't think it's a super good fit for what they want to do. Additionally, I think that if you've been doing CrossFit for a while, this might be a really nice fit for you because – at a certain point, you are going to have specific goals that maybe CrossFit in general doesn't address as quickly as you'd like them to. And this is a really cool way to kind of get to it. Like maybe you want to run a half marathon and, you know, you need to kind of bias your training a certain way there. Or maybe you want to go do a powerlifting meet or a strongman meet or a weightlifting meet. Or even if you want to go play the sport of CrossFit in competitions, that requires a different style of things than we do in a general class setting. We're not trying to make everyone competition athletes. We're trying to make you a well-rounded, healthy, capable human being. And that is not something that requires lots of time spent walking on your hands or doing ring muscle-ups. So those kind of things aren't going to show up in class a ton. And to get better at them, you're going to need that practice. So yeah, let us know if you're interested in that. It's a four, it's 40 bucks a month on top of what you pay right now. That's We think that's pretty reasonable. It's like a dollar 15 a day or something like that. So chat with us if that's something you're interested in. Moving on from there, you've obviously noticed if you've been to class over the last six weeks or so, we've changed all of the non-benchmark workouts. So if it's Fran, if it's a classic CrossFit workout, we're using the RX weights that are in it. Um, if it's an open workout or if it's uh, something like that, a hero workout, we will post what the RX weights are. That doesn't mean you should do them still, but you know, we want you to see what those are because they are benchmarks that we will repeat. Um, but for our average, you know, for like a Monday through Thursday, because we normally do our benchmarks on Friday, a Monday through Thursday, Metcon right now is going to have weights that say light, moderate, or heavy. And if you've been to class, you know, we've kind of described what that is. And if you show up and you don't know what that is, we can certainly go over it. But essentially, light is something you need to be able to string a bunch of together and keep moving and feel pretty good about maybe something you could do a set of 10 of then moderate would be something that is challenging but doable you know something you could string together five six you know four seven somewhere in that range of during a workout and then heavy would be something you're doing singles doubles triples of and it's really challenging to you and feels heavy um the mo for the most part light moderate and heavy we want that to be how it feels to you. The rep ranges are just kind of an idea to help people who don't really, un we have a lot of folks that just don't really understand how it feels to them. You know, they'll go from something where they say, man, I could do 20 of these, and then you add 10 pounds and they could do three. So there's some kind of disconnect there. And hopefully adding this light, moderate, heavy, giving you some kind of rough uh, rep range 
guide will help you learn what those what those words mean to you and then you won't need the rep ranges anymore you can just say well that feels heavy even if you could do five of them or you can only do two of them if it feels heavy it's it's getting the intent that we want and we had some people ask why you know why not use rx and why move to this and really it's because each workout that we design has an intent the intent isn't to thrust her 95 pounds 45 times during the course of fran the intent of fran is for you to feel like your hair is on fire and you're going as fast as humanly possible for a few minutes fran is a workout in a perfect world where you know everybody's done in five minutes and that's the point because doing fran rx and it taking 12 minutes yes you did all the work but you didn't ever feel the feelings we want you to feel during it it's very different and you cannot the fit type of fitness you get, both mental and physical fitness you get from going as hard as humanly possible for two minutes is very different than going hard but maintainable for eight or ten minutes. Those are just different things. And so that's why we have workouts that are in those different time ranges because we want you to feel a different feeling from it and for your energy systems to be tested in different ways and to be trained in different ways. So there's an intent behind a workout. And some of this for sure is me not doing a, a good enough job explaining that. So it's definitely not me saying people are doing this thing wrong. So we are going to do a better job of explaining the intent of the workout. And that way you can kind of help make some decisions based on how much of this you should be doing, what light, moderate, and heavy looks like, how to scale the gymnastics or to scale the conditioning, the monostructural style conditioning stuff. You know, maybe it's a 21-15-9 workout. We say, hey, we want this to take three and a half minutes. And you go, man, even if I make the weights really light, I'm still not going to be done that fast. Then, you know, that's when we look at, hey, let's maybe do, you know, 18, 12, 6. Or maybe let's do 21 and 15 and not do the set of 9. Or maybe we take this one movement and exchange it with another movement. Or maybe instead of a 400-meter run in between each round, we do a 200-meter run. All that, that's the beauty of CrossFit. That's the thing that it has done better than any other fitness program out there, in my opinion, is that it could take a base level program, take a workout like Fran, and make it correct, make it right for every single person there. Now that takes some work. It takes some work on the coach's side, and it takes a lot of work on the athlete's side to kind of help decide what is appropriate. And sometimes I understand it's a bummer and you want to do the RX weight or you want to you know do what your buddy's doing but over the course of time if your goal is getting fitter and making progress then you need to hit the intent of the workout because if you're constantly just kind of going kind of hard for eight-ish minutes you're going to get very good at going kind of hard for eight minutes but we want to develop an athlete who you know can go as hard as humanly possible on the assault bike for a minute and just max calories and crush it all the way from that end of the spectrum or maybe even more specifically like a heavy one rep max lift is you know that's as short and fast and most effort you can do we want to develop fitness from there all the way to running a 5k or something like that i mean those are very different fitness domains and to hit everything in between there we need to do our best job at helping you find what the right intensity is rep ranges all that fun stuff so that we do dabble in all of those time domains and intensities and the last point here on the programming side and the tweaks we're making, so we've added a seventh day of class or a seventh day of the gym. So you have the ability to come seven days a week. Now, no, I don't think you should be there seven days a week, but you have the ability to show up to the gym seven days a week. 
what that means is if the average person was coming, let's say three and a half times a week, and they're adding now a Saturday or Sunday that they weren't, so now we're at four and a half times a week, we probably need to look at one, at least one of those sessions being a lower intensity style workout. So this is the tricky part for me. If I'm designing workouts for the week and I don't know when you're going to show up and we have some people who come twice a week and we have some people who want to, who will probably start coming six times a week, everybody can't be crushing it every single day forever or else you'll break into a million pieces and not like coming to the gym anymore. So there will be days that we program lower intensity work. If you come in and that's on your second workout for the week and you, you know, you feel like it's going to be a bummer to not, you know, feel like you need to puke after the workout, then chat with your coach and we can find some ways to, to kind of tweak it to help you get a little more intensity. But most of us, really almost everybody at our gym is not going to get less fit by coming in and doing a low intensity workout. One, it's going to make you feel a lot better. Your body should feel better. Your joints and muscles should not be as sore. Everything should just kind of feel like it kind of reboots the system after a low intensity workout. Two, that is a fitness domain. Like there are just times in life you need to be able to go for a long period of time, not super hard, and just be able to keep moving. And so that is a useful skill set to have. If you go on a hike or something, you know, you might go on a two hour hike. You're not, no part of the hike are you just like killing it but you need to be able to keep moving for two hours and that's a different kind of wear and tear and demand on your body. And so this is going to help us train that because that's what we want to do. We want to be able to prepare you to go do the things you want to do in life. And then additionally, there's, I know I've talked about this in a previous podcast, but I feel like CrossFit as a whole has kind of gotten away from, or, you know, has maybe got a little bit, um, has missed the idea of practice. So, these lower intensity days might be something like a 30 minute EMOM and you might have whatever, three, six stations that you're rotating through. And two of them might just be a gymnastics or weightlifting practice. And it will be at a light, you know, the barbell will be very light. If it's moving a barbell, the gymnastics sets will be very small and manageable. If it's a gymnastics thing, but to practice a keeping handstand pushup or to practice a bar muscle up or to practice a squat snatch, you need to be practicing. Practice does not happen when we say 12, 9, 6 squat snatches and uh, chest of bars go. You're not going to go and go that at a practice pace. So practice is going is, is a huge component of what's going to make you better in the future. Sure, you don't get to, you know, get the super I uh, crushed my soul today feeling that you would by just smashing a super hard workout. But if we're and we certainly look at it this way, but if we're looking at fitness in a, as a long trajectory, a, a long, Ben uh, Bergeron says it's a long trajectory to a distant low horizon or something like that. But his whole point is you want to be going up a tiny hill for a very, very long time. And that's the best way to make progress with that. So if we're looking at fitness that way, we don't really care how good you are in a month or six months. We might not even care how efficient you are at a lot of these things in a year. But in three years or five years, think about how much work you could do. One of the things I have discovered in life is that people severely overestimate what they can accomplish in lots of areas in life, but let's say fitness, in a month or two months, and they severely underestimate what they can accomplish in a year or two years or five years. And as I've gotten older, those time periods, you know, a year just doesn't seem like that long from now any, uh, for me anymore. At a certain point, if you would have told me, hey, you're going to be really good at this in a year. I would have been really impatient with that because uh, I want to be good at it now. 
But the older I've gotten, the more I realize, and a year's not that far away. And I'll look back at, you know, how was I last year? And man, I didn't really, you know, I had some ups and downs and things didn't get as good as they could have if I just had been steady and consistent. So so this lower intensity work is going to have a ton of benefits. It's going to allow us to do some movements that are tougher to do at high intensity or maybe not a great idea to do at high intensity. It's going to help you feel fresh and ready to tackle those days that are high intensity because on high intensity days, we want you to go. We don't want to turn those into mediocre intensity days. So we want true low intensity and true high intensity and true moderate intensity when it's called for. And additionally, it's going to allow for you to, you know, come in and be able to pick and choose a little bit on, hey, I feel a little, you know, feel a little worn down today. Maybe I'll just hop on the rower and row a, you know, casual 3K, get some exercise in. You won't get less fit from doing that, I promise. But give your body a chance to recover a little bit. So we will be happy to help you with that kind of stuff. If you come in, you see the workouts, something crazy that you're not really feeling ready for, but you still want to come in and sweat a little bit, we will be able to help you with that. And to help with this process and to help you kind of plan your week out and make decisions and know when you need to take your high, you know when a high intensity day is coming, know when a low intensity day is coming so that you can kind of plan your trips to the gym around it because we have seven days of stuff now. I will have Monday through Friday's movements, the strength movements and the movements that show up in the Metcons written up on the board every week before the week starts on the right side. So you'll be able to see you'll have an idea of what's coming. I'm not writing out the full workouts, mainly not because I'm, you know, trying to hide them from you, just because it would take up way too much space on the whiteboard to try to get all that on there. And then some of them are, you know, they could be a little confusing. Reading them might not be super helpful anyways. So you'll at least know what movements are coming and what that's going to be like. And that allows you to kind of, like, say you're doing a personal accessory design program that allows us to layer in your the extra work you want to get in because we know what's coming and you see what's coming and you see why we're not, you know, doing snatches today because what's happening tomorrow might, you know, you might not want to have snatched heavy today and stuff like that. So additionally, that'll also, I think, help with if you're coming on Saturday for open gym or Sunday for open gym, you'll be able to see like, okay, this, you know, this is kind of what happened this week. Well, I wasn't here for this day and they did, you know, some squatting movements. They did wall balls and they did running and they did whatever kettlebell swings. Maybe I can do something along that line so that, you know, I hit that thing that I missed this week. So hopefully it'll just be a good way to, you know, so you see what's coming up. We're at the point where I, I'm not super worried if you want to dodge a day that has burpees in it because you don't like burpees and that's what you want to do. You know, you're you're an adult and you get to make those decisions. So no big deal there. Um, but this way we, we think people will be able to pick and choose kind of the days they're going to come, I guess, in a way that benefits them the most but also help the folks who plan to be there more than three days a week to see what's coming up so that after the workout, they don't decide to go crush themselves doing some extra accessory work on this one thing and then just to walk in the gym tomorrow and see, oh boy, like we got to do that again. So, so yeah, that's that. Um, you know, we're getting ready to lead into the open here. We've been doing a lot of Olympic lifting that'll keep happening. We're starting to modify or layer on some classic feeling open workout style for conditioning, go through the movements, help refresh the movements there, and just kind of get ready to go for that. Once again, we're not trying to send people to the games. It's not really our point, but we want you to go have fun in the open, and this will hopefully prepare you to get there. Once again, this would be a great time to talk to a coach about the accessory design stuff. If you know you have some things you want to work on, we have some time to get ready for the open, but it is coming soon. So also be on the lookout for our open 
our team open intramural stuff. That's going to be fun. You definitely won't want to miss that. So, yeah, we will see you at the gym.